I just don't know who I'm gonna give the rose to tonight. It's all about which one you have a connection with. See, it's about if you're there for the right reasons or not. Tori's just so hot. So fucking hot. But the thing is, is I, I just don't feel that with her deep down. Mm. You're not, you didn't make that connection. You don't feel like you're falling for her. No, not for Tori. I mean, yes, there's a physical thing there, but can I give the rose to a girl that I don't see can, a future with? Yeah, can you take this relationship to the next level? Like, like me and, and Melina. You and Melina. Yeah, you guys have something really good. And yeah, we really have a connection. The connection is what we need. That's what we're looking for. And she even told me she was starting to fall for me. Yeah, well, she's not in love, but she's falling. She's, she's falling. She's starting to fall. Yes, and picturing our lives together. And that really means a lot. And Tor yeah, Tori's just not... So maybe... She's just not going to get there for me. Yeah, you're going to have to find another connection, maybe. I will find another connection like you and Melina. You guys know it. This is our third time. Yes, sir. The writer inside. 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 This is Writer's Block. Episode uh, the 17, 16. With your hosts. Lucas Lorenz and Brandon Snedeker, and we are the, the writer inside. inside. <laughs> Smarfs, <laughs> good douche. That was awesome. Yeah, I think that's just got to be a regular thing now. <laughs> it's just in excess the devil. It's like until we get flat. We're gonna owe so much money in royalties <laughs> to in excess. That's true. Um, so it's writer's block. You could hear from our theme song. It's your boys minus Devin again. Yeah, minus Devin. We're recording in the in the the afternoon. Um, I think it's episode fifteen, is what this is. Mm, we've chugged along. Yeah, we have. We're good at chugging. Um, but before we get into my idea, because it is my idea for the week, we get some scripts to present our connections. A couple scrippies. The scripty scripts. Yeah. That's what I called them earlier. <laughs> We've got a, we wrote a couple scripty scripts. This yeah. is Lucas's fourth draft. If, exactly. If you remember from last week, we did we conceptualized Love and Paradise, our our Paradise. Yeah, Paradise. Our movie about a plot of two secret lovers to win over the hearts of America, but things go wrong. So, with that in mind, here we go. This is Love in Paradise by Gub Gub Wango and the Gub Gub Wangettes. <laughs> That's me. Exterior, luscious island patio, evening. On a gorgeous island peninsula sits an innately adorned patio looking out over the calm ocean. The sun is beginning to set, producing a breathtaking sunset on the horizon. Ashley, played by Hayden Panettiere, sits at a table with three men. 
Travis, played by Army Hammer, David, played by Daniel Kaluuya, and Brayden, played by Pete Davidson. It is a three-on-one date. Loser goes home, and Brayden is recapping oh. the day's events at the date's dinner. Brayden, Pete Davidson says, and then, like, I took the jet ski and hit that wave and was, like, flying through the air like a dolphin, man. Ashley was probably all like, whoa, check out this flying stud. I'd love to get a slice of that Staten Island pie. <laughs> Ashley sarcastically He's says... still from Staten Island. Yeah, she says, uh, totally, Brayden. Brayden says, and then I totally splashed those dumbass kids on the shore. Those idiots. Man, were they dumb. <laughs> David, Daniel Kaluuya says, that's great, Brayden, but we've moved on to the dinner portion of the date. Let's focus on that part. Ashley gives him a look of sympathy. Oh, thank God, she says. Travis sees the look and jumps the conversation to get into Ashley's focus. So Travis, played by Army Hammer, says, Good call. Speaking of, so Ashley, what do you think of your first time in Fiji? I'm, I said Fiji weird. First time in Fiji? I mean, just look at that sunset. Ashley said, Oh, this isn't my first time in Fiji. Travis stunned, mm. says, Really? David says, Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember you telling me a little bit about that. How your grandmother actually lived here for a while. Ashley smiles. She says, That's right. She married a Fijian professor. Travis kicks her under the table and mouths to her. You never told me that. She shrugs. Brayden says, Fiji's such a funny name. <laughs> Fiji. A beat. David says, not only is it a funny name. Brayden says, hi, it really is. David says, but so beautiful. I've never seen colors like this in person, except maybe in somebody's eyes. He winks to Ashley, who blushes. Travis says, I told you that you have beautiful eyes from the day that I met you. Brayden says, yeah, that was like four days ago, dude. <laughs> Travis coughs. He's, uh, Brayden says, I think your eyes are dope too, Ashley. She laughs. She says, thanks, Brayden. Off screen, a producer yells, cut! A producer comes into view, waving his hands. He says, enough about the eyes, guys. Yeah, we get it. It's all lovey-dovey, blah, blah, blah. But now we need some emotional, emotional vulnerability, you know? Tragedy, trauma. Let's get this show cooking. All right, back on. The producer retreats and the shot and music is reestablished in the reality show setting. So Ashley says, so... Um, Something that's really important to me in a relationship is being able to be emotionally vulnerable and safe with my partner. So David, Daniel Kaluuya, jumps in and says, yeah, I can relate with that, actually. For a long time, that's been something I've struggled with in relationships, you know, opening up to somebody. My therapist says it all stems back to my mother leaving me and my dad when I was seven, year old, seven years old. Ashley genuinely says, oh, David, I'm so sorry. David winces and he says, I guess since then I've had this fear about opening myself up to a woman, you know, because the only woman who's supposed to be there for me, no matter what, she just, she just left. Ashley gets up from her seat and hugs David, blinking away tears. She says, it's all right, David, it's all right. As she sits back down, Travis looks at her with a little disdain. He says, I mean, it sounds to me, David, that you're pretty good at opening up, actually, if you're willing to tell us all that. He takes it in stride, David does, and says, yeah, you know, something about this place is making me do all kinds of things I'm not used to doing. Ashley smiles, and off-screen, a producer yells, That's perfect! And that's it. Nice! Yeah. Who goes home? I, I wonder. <laughs> Out of those three. <laughs> Out of those? <laughs> your eyes are dope, too. <laughs> I think your eyes are dope, too, Ashley. I can see Pete saying that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's great, because I have the exact Pete Davidson character, just not... Pete Davidson. Yeah. In mine. Who's that played by? Adam Devine. Oh, yeah, pretty. We, I, I texted Lucas after we came up with this. I was like, holy shit, this guy could have been our lead. Like, this yeah, is perfect. Yeah, he could have, yeah. He's, he's really transitioned nicely from the sort of workaholics, like, LSD stoner type to, like, a rom-com staple. Pitch perfect. Pitch perfect. Fucking the 
assistance or whatever that one was called. No, 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 no. Set set him up was set not with up. him. No, oh. that's the that, there's the kissing booth or so, it was something like that. Okay. But he's in one of those. He's in one of those. <laughs> it's not set it up. Oh. Which when I looked up best rom coms was on the list. Really? Of, like, of best like rom coms of all time. No way. So now we might actually need to watch it. Lucas and I just decided to watch Set It Up together one day. Only made we it did. like twenty minutes in. Yeah, but. I think we fell asleep then. I did but. at least. Yeah, great script. I think it'll work well with mine. Good scripty. Good scripty script. Let's hear yours. My scripty script. Okay, sounds good. Mine, <laughs> we've got Love in Paradise by George Hiplockus and the Hiplockus family. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the nips are going to be out for this The one. nips are way out. Um, exterior, beachside villa in Fiji. The contestants have been there for one week. During the second week, they are rotated onto their next couple to connect with. <clears throat> After a strong week of Blake and Kayla together... Army Hammer and Hayden Panettiere. Blake is now with Ella, Dakota Johnson, and Kayla is now with Jordan, Daniel Kaluuya. Mm. Kayla and Jordan have just left on their first date. The producer asks Blake in a talking head, so how do you feel about this week going in? Blake goes, you know, it sucks to see her go off with another guy, and I know she'll feel the same way when Ella and I have something like this. Quick cut to Kayla's talking head to the same question. Mm -hmm. The part that scares me is that Blake and I have something really good right going really good right now but the point of the show is to find true love and so i have to keep my heart open back to blake but deep down i'm not worried our first week here we developed such a strong relationship plus look at that guy and and then look at me jordan's <laughs> tiny he's got nothing on me and he winks to the camera cut to kayla again but you know i'm very excited for this date with jordan he's not my typical type but he's very cute and we'll see how this goes uh cut back cut to jordan in a talking head now and he same question goes last week i was with danielle and she was a beautiful girl sadly i'm here for a deeper connection and i just didn't find that with danielle um who was played who was danielle who was danielle dakota johnson. dakota johnson perfect um it just didn't find that with danielle kayla's also a beautiful girl i'm just hoping that i find what i'm looking for in kayla in our short interaction so far this week she has been nothing has been nothing but compassionate and interested and i really hope this one-on-one -on -one date solidifies things more cut to joey asking how he feels about this week from the talking head and goes god i'm so fucking jealous of jordan right now kayla's just so fucking hot i just want one week with her one week to show her what king joey is all about baby give it to me so then you cut to kayla and jordan they walk towards each other from separate directions to do their one-on-one -on -one and meet on the beach in the middle on a small stand as a card. Mm -hmm. They see each other and hug and awkwardly say hi and laugh at the same time as Kayla reaches for the card. She opens up the card and she reads out loud, let love take sail as the wind guides you down the path to love. Mm -hmm. Jordan, wow, that is super cheesy. Who comes up with these things? And Kayla goes, oh my gosh, yes, but I couldn't agree more, but I kind of like it. I'm." I'm a small town girl and from Pennsylvania and nobody says things cheesy or even charming to me Usually a guy will just compliment a girl on her looks and buy her a beer and that's it This is all so new and Jordan goes I may not be from a small town like you, but trust me Kayla This is all new to me as well. So let's embrace it and do this together. She goes, okay And he goes, do you trust me? And she goes, I I mean we hardly know each other, but I think I do I think I have to and he goes good so he picks Kayla up over her, his shoulder and runs right past the dock with her into the ocean, still clothed alongside the sailboat. Kayla screams and splashes Jordan with the water and she goes, what the heck, I trusted you. She continues to laugh at Jordan and he goes, well, I felt like to stand out to you, I really needed to make a splash, <laughs> eh? 
And Kayla goes, no, you just did, Jordan. You are worse than the card. And she continues to laugh and they splash each other some more. The two continue to flirt and play in the water until finally they board the sailboat. She starts to take off her soaking wet cover-up when she turns to Jordan and yells at him, Hey now, no peeking. You're a rock this, star. Is, <laughs> this is a first date and all. And he goes, fine, fine. That might be pretty tough, but I gotta respect your wishes. She strips down to her bikini and now Jordan is about to do the same. And he goes, okay, I couldn't look, so that means the same for you. Kayla goes, wow, you really think just because you're a handsome, lean, and muscular guy, I'm gonna stare at you taking your shirt off? You got a lot to learn, mister, she continues to laugh. But as Jordan starts to take off his shirt on the bow of the boat, the camera catches Kayla's eye, checking out Jordan. He catches her peeking too, and she quickly turns away and blushes. Very jokingly, Jordan goes, how dare you, you owe me big time today. And Kayla very flirtatiously goes back, I guess you'll just have to wait and see what I have in store today then. And they share a playful look and finally set sail for a romantic trip into the crystal blue oceans, accompanied with snorkeling and a picnic on the boat. Oh, yes. And Kristen Cavallari, or Ryan Seacrest, as you changed it to. Yeah. Not far behind, I would assume. No, not at all. Very well done. Very well Thank done. Thank you. Yes. First try. First draft? First draft. Wow. I only do first drafts. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I felt like I... I felt like I found a little of the hottie and the naughty theme in your writing with her like wanting wanting the you know the cheesiness oh, oh yeah 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 I wasn't trying for that but yes subconsciously the, yes the the kind of dorky romantic stuff still in, intertwined rather than just the comfortability with Blake yeah. and just the slap the ass and you, you want the cheese you want the fluff yes sometimes you want the eggs no very, oh shit very poignant yes so those are our scripts. We hope you enjoyed them. I think they're both pretty freaking good. Yeah, I actually probably had the most fun writing this script as like any script we've done so Yeah, far. I was sitting over here just typing away last night watching The Bachelor. Yeah. And I was just like kind of like smiling as I was trying to create this like flirtatious, fun relationship yeah. between the two of them. Well, also having like the funny Pete Davidson and Adam Devine stuff. Yeah. Which, which in this movie would just could be like ripe for a joke whenever with those two. Yeah, you just need it every now and then. Talking head. Uh-huh. Or the trash. A sprinkle of salt in there. A sprinkle of... Amidst the sugar. Just a smidge of Pete. <laughs> smidge of Pete, and yeah. that's all you need. Yeah. Great. Uh, I'm sad to see it go, but I'm excited to set sail on a new ship. <laughs> I literally had to turn to Marina and was like, okay, what the fuck would this card say? Like, I need the cheesiest shit. <laughs> yeah. Let's let love take sail and the wind guide our ways to the path to love or something. Whatever yeah, that, that, was. that was straight out of a Bachelor date card. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when they come in. It's that, like, word for word, I'm pretty sure it was a date card in the past. Yeah, Off the dome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this week we're getting into an idea of mine. I gave you guys a prelude last week about a man on, on a, a mission on a mission on the search for a dentist. And so the full idea, like I said, comes from a Facebook post. So it's not original, mm. but I, I feel like we needed to expand on it because I thought it was a really good idea. <clears throat> and it's about a, a person that gets braces. No, no Invisalign. Damn. Full on top bottom bars fucking nerd with the rubber bands and everything full-on braces um i'm thinking like adult braces like they're like in their late 30s or something so it's like really embarrassing too yeah like ugly betty yeah manu ginobili yeah (laughs) um he he fucking hit a bat out of the air but um, (laughs) he did. then out of nowhere after his braces like shortly after the apocalypse happens Mm. and he survives the apocalypse one of few yeah and now it's basically his turn to search the earth 
for a dentist to get these fucking braces off of his face. Yeah. That's awesome. Because yeah. no girl will love him. Yeah, and they they're hurting and <laughs> there's no pain meds. There's no there's no Vicodin. And you don't need like straight teeth in the in the apocalypse. No, you you just need talents to needs, rip through the flesh. He needs the metal to form tools. <laughs> He's gonna use the small bits of metal in his braces to form tools. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he created agriculture with these braces. He did. Yeah. So so then let's let's drive down Plot Alley a little bit then. Plot Alley, it is. Plot Avenue. Plot, Take me plot down to Plot Avenue. <laughs> oh, nice. That sounded bad, but yeah. What what happens after? So there's apocalypse. Mm-hmm. He's on the search. Does he meet? Mm-hmm. Does he meet a zany cast and crew? Actually, I think before we even get into plot, we should probably establish like the tone of this movie. I think uh, it's got to be comedic. You think comedic? You don't think <clears throat> it's it, comedic apocalypse? So it's not. It's not the road. No, it's this or is the end. Days later. Okay. It's, it's this is the end. This is the end. Without the meta aspect of them playing themselves. Yeah. But um, I also wanted one clarifying question. We can try and figure out what kind of apocalypse is this? Mm, yeah. Are we dealing with zombies? Are we dealing with uh, nuclear warfare? Are we dealing oh. with? Are we dealing dealing with a a pandemic that that swept the world? What do you th- What do you think? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like zombies would kind of mess it all up. That, yeah, that yeah, would, yeah, yeah, That would kind of add like a whole a whole, whole other thing. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Zombies is out. Yeah. No monsters, no zombies. Because yeah, because it's not the point if he's running away from zombies. He's running. I mean, <clears throat> he's running away from danger and stuff. But he's running to the dentist. Yeah, I think I was thinking maybe like nuclear warfare, like a fallout kind of scenario, yeah. where like. In, a, in addition to there being, like, so many people dead, but also resources are limited. That's good, yeah. And and it's, like, completely fictionalized because we could never even imagine a world where, like, say, like, Russia or something would start dropping nuclear bombs at an Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's totally, or like, totally fictional. And even if we were to scrap that idea and we were going to go with, like, a like a pandemic, that would, you would never think of that. No. I, from all of our... All of accounts. our experiences in our short... The world is totally safe. <laughs> in our short time in life... In the last two years. <laughs> bombing and pandemics are not a thing. Zombies is the real, yeah, the real the terror. Real threat. <laughs> so yeah, we'll do like some fallout kind of... Yeah. How did he survive? Bunker? Did, did he get into a fallout bunker? Like on accident? <laughs> he, he literally fell into the fallout <laughs> into the bunker i don't know maybe maybe he like is is like shopping bomb shelters because he thinks the apocalypse is coming and while he's like touring one like test driving a car he's test driving this apocalypse bunker then all the bombs drop <laughs> oh sure and he comes out and he's like yeah i, I don't think i'll take it actually <laughs> and then like everything is gone um and i was thinking oh fuck everybody's just dead in like the 10 minutes he's in there <laughs> yeah he's like he's like trying it out he like can't open it but then he opens it he's like a oh, funny prank guys <laughs> and then no one's dead and then everybody's dead he's like this thing's not even gonna work i don't want this <laughs> that's actually pretty good um great 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 also that kind of sets a tone where like 
um he's always been alone in his life like he's the weirdo like sure yeah. prepping for oh yeah prepping for the apocalypse his whole life and finally when it happens he still doesn't have anybody yeah but now he's got to find people like that's yeah. something that he doesn't want to do sure. anyway by his character is interact with other people oh that's good yeah that's why he has braces nobody likes him because <laughs> you've never met an adult with braces that you've like been like oh that's a cool dude <laughs> he's fun that means fun. Um, yeah. If you if you take that long to make the decision on correcting your teeth. Um, so who do we want playing this character? It's a good question. What age are you thinking? So, like I 20s said, 20s to 40s? Yeah, they've got to be late 20s. They've got to have enough financial security in their life to have be bunker shopping, but okay. also to be weirded out by having braces and not having friends at the point in his life. Yeah. So that's why I was thinking like mid thirties or something. Or like a I mean, just like picturing people who could have adult braces too. <clears throat> it could be like Jesse Eisenberg. It could be Thomas Middleditch. I was thinking like Cause I, can't, Cause it can't be like Jamie Foxx. He's too cool for yeah, braces. He's too cool. I was trying to think of somebody that kinda like looks like they could be cool but could definitely pull this off. My thought my initial thought was maybe Adam Driver. Hmm, Adam Driver's good, yeah. And he's weird enough. He's very weird. Yeah, I like Adam Driver. What was the Patterson? Was that the yeah, the bus, the driver, bus driver one? one? He was yeah. weird in that. Well, I never saw the divorce one. The div- Oh, Marriage Story? Marriage Story you never yeah, saw Marriage Story? Oh, he's not weird. That's a beautiful, beautiful bomb-back movie. Did you know but- he fought in 9-11? Or not in 9-11, <laughs> he fought after 9-11. He enrolled after 9-11. He was just He was fight. a terrorist. <laughs> That's the secret they don't want to let out, that Adam Driver was one of the 37 hijackers. <laughs> God. Yeah, I like Adam Driver a lot. He kind of stuck with me. Do you kind of like that? I like Adam Driver, He's yeah. kind of wacky. Yeah. But cool. He's cool enough. I mean, in like a cool, in like a leading man way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He could definitely lead a movie. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. We can't. We also can't do Jesse Eisenberg because he was the leading man in a Zombieland, an yeah. apocalypse-themed film. Yeah. A comedy apocalypse-themed film. And Thomas Middleditch would probably just piss his pants. Who's Thomas Middleditch? The guy from Silicon Valley. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've got Adam Driver, and I figured along the way on his quest for dentists, he picks up people along the way and realizes that being this loner his whole life isn't all that it was made up to be. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good theme, too. <clears throat> If we're talking themes, let's talk themes. Talking themes. <laughs> we just need so many sound bites of us just. Yeah, that's how we have to do it. We don't have any post production, so we have to do it in house. <laughs> talking themes. Talking themes. With Wub Wub Gang. Gub 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 Wango. Gub Gub Wango and George Hippolacus. On 103.9 Sex, Sex FM. FM. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so I think he picks up people along the way. So that, Yeah, then the theme would be like you need people in relationships something like that yeah being a loner is not all it's cracked up to be you're not your true self unless it's you 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 got unplugged there (laughs) you're not your true self unless you're spending time with other people and maybe a lot of the part of that his personality before then too is he's like, oh, I can't wait for the apocalypse when I can fucking be all by myself. And this, Basically, this is a very anti-introvert film, is what we're saying. Yeah, exactly. But he's the introvert, yeah. And then he realizes, even when it, it becomes the most <clears throat> introverted place in the world, that, like, that's not the way to live. Exactly. Yeah. You need at least some relations to have a fulfilled life. That's yeah. that's what I was trying to get at. What I was, <laughs> <laughs> cool. 
So who are some of these relationships he meets? That I mean, eventually he's going to meet a dentist, but we need people along the way. Yeah. Like a girl? Oh, well, obviously. Like a romantic relationship? Probably. So what's what's her deal then? If he's standoffish, is she equally standoffish? She's she's or, ve- she's very emo. Very emo. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and she kind of likes the apocalypse because it's so fucking metal. <laughs> yeah, no, this is something that she's kind of thought about too. Yeah, she's very standoffish, pretty sort of, introverted. Sort of like, like a steampunk look. Yeah. Like a Charlie Theron and Mad Max look. Maybe not that much. Steam- <laughs> that might be too far into the apocalypse. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's another apocalypse movie we didn't even really talk about. Yeah. No, but that, yeah, Mad Max is apocalypse for a hundred years. She's, she was born into this. This is somebody that just yeah. lived through the event yeah females that can play steampunk females steampunk females late 20s again how old is adam driver i think he's like 30 i mean he's old enough to fight in 911 <laughs> <laughs> i guess that's true 40s? he is 38 38 okay so maybe she's like late 20s early 30s i mean it could be like younger actress too yeah it like totally an emo could be steampunk totally could be how about, um, how about Beck? <laughs> Beck is just, no matter what we do, just going to make her way in. Her, her way? His way. I had actresses on the mind, sorry. <laughs> um, actresses? Good actresses play... In their 30s. I mean, Kristen Stewart jumps out as a sort of emo-y... That, that is it. It is Kristen yeah. Stewart. Yeah. Yeah. That is totally... She, uh... Shia. Shia. Shwibby. <laughs> Shibby. Shibby, that's it, yeah. Shia. So we got Kristen, for sure. But I don't think she's the first one he meets. No, that'd be too cliche. We need our comedic character. Another one. Right off the bat. <laughs> Pete Davidson. Fuck, you can't use Pete <laughs> Davidson every time. Yeah. Who is our... Anthony Anderson? No, we've used him before, too. We've used Kevin Hart. We've used Chris Tucker. Fuck. <laughs> We're running the we've well used, dry of black used, comedians. We've used Steve Buscemi. Yeah, I've used Steve Buscemi. Who's a who's a funny guy? Steve Buscemi would be really good in this, actually. Yeah, it's like a sort of crazy, crazy conspiracist. Yeah, even more so than Adam Driver. He, playing like his exact role in Spy Kids Two or something. Sure. You know who I was thinking that this won't be our comedic relief player character, but like somebody that also would be like very kind of like conspiracy theorists that we could throw in there is apocalyptic francis mcdormand oh yeah with like a wild hair yeah yeah francis mcdormand would be great yeah yeah kristen stewart's the last one that we meet she's she's number four yeah francis is three who is our comedic character what about like galifianakis could throw in there could be christopher (sighs) mintz plaza yeah Anything jumping out to you? Uh, Galifianakis is really good. Jonah Hill. No, he's too serious now. Um, Jim Parsons. Ed Helms. No. I like Galifianakis. Yeah, we could do Galifianakis. He's easy to write for. He's really easy to write for. Yeah, he meets... Maybe he he meets Francis first because she has these theories like he did. They kind of get along. They just yeah. kind of make their way they along. Vibe. Yeah. And sort then, of an odd couple. Yeah. And then they meet Galifianakis, who's just 
the Tagalon person. The zany, like, yeah. He's, he's, he's Alan from The he, Hangover. He's exactly. He's just there to be safe with like a crew, and they do not yeah. want him there at all. No, and they, he just tags along, yeah. And finally, they bump into Kristen Stewart. What about what about one more a guy who's like a super heroic looking? That is that Adam Driver kind of has to compete with yeah. or Kristen and, Stewart at a point. And then the guy turns out to either be a villain and tries to kill them all or like a super coward and gets killed that way. Either way that's great. We to need to undercut it. We yeah. need a heroic leader of the How group. about how about cuz I misappropriated him last week. Henry Cavill? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. I was like a strong jaw. He's like you guys come with me, you'll be safe. Yeah. And then really We need he needs to be tall. He needs to I mean Adam Driver is tall and fit. We could thin him we could thin him down from his like Kylo Ren fit yeah. to his Patterson. Yeah. Scenes of a marriage, marriage story. <laughs> so what is scene? Scenes from a marriage is that HBO miniseries or Showtime miniseries. And I think <clears throat> originally scenes from a marriage was the Ingmar Bergman. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. And then they made it into the Oscar Isaac, Jessica Chastain yeah. show. The Ingmar Bergman one was so successful when it came out that divorce rates in Europe went up like 60%. Oh my God. Yeah. When that came out, that's how like, culturally popular was my lord yeah well yeah we've got henry cavill he's the last one we meet yeah and he's like oh you'll be he's kind of like yeah the superhero superman yeah but he's got like a bunch of resources he's got like a machete or something he's got the looks he's got the looks got a huge bulge (laughs) in a chiseled jaw and a huge bulge that's all you need yeah and then Kristen stewart's Adam Driver feels threatened by him, but even the whole time Kristen Stewart's like, no, like, I want to, you're, I don't care about that guy or whatever. Yeah. But he's too insecure because of his braces. Mm-hmm. He's like, fuck, why would she ever be with me? Look at him. Perfect. And we finally get our way after some antics of, like, resource hunting and, and character development. And bear chasing them. Sure. Radioactive yeah. bears or radioactive beavers, like zombie beavers. Yeah. Um, Who's the dentist? We finally get to the dentist. I have a, a kind of a cheeky idea. I would say Brian Cranston, the dentist, because he played a dentist on Seinfeld. He played a dentist on Seinfeld. Yeah, that, I forget what his character's name was, but he was a very he was a dentist. And in one episode, what are you doing? Lou just looks. He's like staring at the door very intently with his ears straight up. Is Marina coming home? No, she should be home at like four fifteen. Weird. Anyway. Brian Cranston, dentist. Yeah, but we don't have to do that. That's just kind of a, a callback to Seinfeld. Um, when he played da, 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 Tim Watley, of course. <laughs> yes, of course. Yes. Was he only in one episode? No, he was in like eight or nine. Oh, okay. He dated Le- Elaine once, and then he might have. It was unclear, but he might have sexually violated Jerry when he was under anesthetic <laughs> at the dentist. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Brian Cranston could be decent. I was. I was thinking like the dentist is not like a serious dentist either. When they he is a dentist, but like he's he's not like he's your, off the wall. Yeah, he's not your classic like just I'm your doctor, you know. He's he's a child. No, he's not a child. He's just very wacko as well. Maybe like a maybe he's super old, like sort of like a oh yeah, a, a protector of information, a sort of that sort of trope in these sort of movies yeah he's very very old and almost seems incompetent to do his job to get the brace off of like yeah is this really our last hope yeah yeah and it's like christopher lloyd or something yeah somebody i'm gonna look up oldest actors he's got to be up there right doc from fucking 
Chris, Back to the Future. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd has got to be up there. Um, I was thinking maybe like Christopher Plummer, but sadly he died. Uh, could be like Robert Duvall. He's ancient now. I don't know if Robert Duvall could be comedic wacky. enough. Yeah, because Christopher Lloyd is wacky. Is very wacky. Could be like Donald Sutherland. No, it can't. Let me look up Christopher Lloyd because now that we're talking more and more about him, I'm like Christopher Lloyd could be really good. Bill Murray. Oh, Bill Murray could be good too. Then we have two Zombieland cast members, Kristen Stewart and was Kristen Stewart in Zombieland? Kristen Stewart wasn't in Zombieland. I always mix up Zombieland and Adventureland. <laughs> she was Emma, in Adventureland. Emma Stone was in Zombieland. Yes, yes. we could put Bill. Let's Murray put in. Bill Murray in there. Hell yeah, he'll be very wacky. With with the caveat that Wes Anderson cannot come within a hundred miles <laughs> of this production. <laughs> All right, we'll draw that line. Wes Anderson is not doing this film. Thank God. Okay, so we've got a whole list of cast. Does he get his braces off? Mm. It's a good question. What do you think? Because uh, the whole thing, I mean, the whole thing along the way is just building relationships or whatnot. Yeah, because he's self-conscious about it. But so can he truly live with the braces his whole life? That's what I was thinking would probably be a more poetic or artistic ending if the whole movie is set up where the goal is to get the braces off, but once he gets to the goal, he realizes the actual goal was the relationships along yes, the way. Yes, 100%. So then maybe then he's just like, ah, oh, fuck it, I don't even want this anymore. I just want to hang out with my homies, Zach Galifianakis and Kristen Stewart. Or he does get his braces off and he realizes it doesn't change anything. Yeah, yeah, he's still the e same. Either way, yes, the journey and the relationships was the the yeah. end goal rather than getting the braces maybe, off. Maybe when he gets them off, he's like, he goes to Kristen Stewart, he's like, now I got them off, and you know, don't you think I'm I'm better now? And she's like, I thought you were great the whole time. Yes, exactly. So let's, let's have him get them off, but it doesn't change anything. Yeah. Literally nil. Zero. Zilch. That's the fake climax. The, the real climax fake is heart of the movie. fuck. Yeah. And they fuck Henry Cavill. Henry no! Cavill. Yeah, so uh, is Henry going to be a coward or is he going to be a villain? Could he be both? Is, that a, is there a way to do that? Mm, I don't think so. Like they're confronted by by pirates or something and he's so scared and he just gives up. He's like, I'm on your guy's side, I'm on your side, and switches over to the pirate side. Mm. And they're like, what the fuck, Henry? Or do they see a radioactive bear and they're running away and he shoots zach galifianakis in the leg so the bear will get him mm. something like that i see what you're saying now i was thinking like like legit villain like he was the one that started the bombs or some oh, shit wow and i was like i don't know if they can take him down <laughs> like he might be too powerful yeah but now i see what you're saying yeah he whatever it is it has to subvert the expectation of him being superman i think i think yeah literally being superman i yeah. think it has to be coward because i don't think there's any gonna be, ever be like a full-on duel like adam driver's about to take down yeah. henry cavill he's just a coward yeah so they're running away from the radioactive bear and he's like oh, fuck we're never gonna outrun this so he shoots zach galifianakis in the leg so the bear eats him and i'm like what the fuck damn we lose galifianakis yeah, maybe he survives yeah <laughs> Or he at least tries to shoot him or so something like that. Yeah. He's a complete coward. And then he runs off. And Adam Driver, uh, once again, has to go back to being the leader of the yeah. group. And yeah. then maybe maybe he reappears then, like, right before they get <clears throat> to the dentist or right before the end of the movie. Oh, okay. Like, I'm back, motherfuckers. Give me your shit. Like, no. And then another radioactive bear comes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we've got that. We've already established a theme. We need wishful wishes. Yeah. I'd like probably seven or eight radioactive bears. Yeah. <laughs> 
for my wishes? <laughs> I am wishing for a fleet of radio, a herd of radioactive what, bears. Whatever the amount of radioactive bears you're thinking, double it. <laughs> I was thinking none. <laughs> oh, fuck. If you double zero, you get zero. You get an undefined. No, that's if you divide by zero. That's that's when that's love. <laughs> this is a formula for love, yes. not pain. No, Louis's not there anymore. Um, so who do we want directing this bitch? Mm. This bitch. Yeah, this bitch. Maybe like a an up and coming comedy director. <clears throat> okay. Who is an up-and-coming comedy director. With they, sort of like a big scale, so it's not like, like, fucking super bad. <laughs> I think of it. So it's not like, it's not like a... It's not, Evan, it's, a, it's not Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen. It's a big, yeah. Exactly. Let's look through this list here. I'm looking through lists, too. Don't worry, guys. We're looking through lists. It could be the Swiss Army guys. Swiss Army Man guys. You ever see Swiss Army oh, Man? Oh, yeah. The, the Daniels. Don't they Daniel go by that? Quant? I don't know. I Pretty didn't. Sure they go by Daniels. They go by them. Daniels? Yeah, together. That could be really good. Because that movie was fucking weird. That was so weird. <laughs> that might have been one of the weirdest movies I've ever. If you haven't, guys, go check out Swiss Army Man. You've got Paul Dano on an abandoned island. Who discovers the corpse of <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe. But Daniel Radcliffe is like a Swiss Army knife, except he's a Swiss Army man in the idea that. His farts can propel like a jet and shit. And exactly. And his boner, his boner can tell directions. It's such a weird... It's super... We, I must say, it's very, very good. Yeah. But it is weird. It is it is super good. The soundtrack is amazing. They do it all a cappella. But you just wonder how they even like think of the stuff to do. Yeah, 100%. You know what I was thinking could be a decent director? It, it might be weird and it might get a little political the social commentary might get a little big but sasha baron cohen mm. yeah he could but he he wouldn't like insist on starring he would in it be, then. yeah he would be in it so we can't do that who did you just point to i, was, I thought you were talking about trey parker when oh for south talking park about uh themes and stuff um adam mckay terry gilliam who what has terry gilliam done because we we know he, adam mckay or mckay already. yeah he terry gilliam was in uh, monty python so okay he did the monty python movies i think he directed yeah monty python holy grail um jupiter ascending which is really bad <laughs> a lot of monty python stuff let's yeah. let's do the daniels oh that's that's i'm excited and i'm scared it's because oh your hat just because they're is weird. The other one would be Taika Watiti, but we've already done Taika. We've already done Taika. He would be great as well. But yeah, let's do the Daniels music. Mm. Apocalyptic, but kind of funny, adventurous. Yeah, post-apocalyptic, light humor. Could this be something for like Vampire Weekend? Could be. What about like Mumford and Sons? Mm. <laughs> they're a little they're pretty serious i feel like yeah they are even though their instruments are whimsical <laughs> what if it's like what if the whole time there's like a heavy soundtrack to it that doesn't match like the vibe at all like mm. it's abba or something <laughs> that'd be like funny. dancing queen yeah, all the time be, i like abba that's a that was an episode of community once upon a time really where it was like a zombie takeover on halloween and 
the ABBA soundtrack got stuck on the PA system yeah. over it. Yeah, okay. Well, I haven't even seen Community, but... It's, it works, so I think it would work here. Yeah, could, I, I could imagine a scene of, like, him with Francis McDormand. <laughs> yeah, like, literally walking across, like, some barren, destroyed wasteland yeah, looking sure. for like a dentist, idea, yeah. and you just see the four of them... Mamma mia, here I go. Yeah, I, I like that direction. Or something even like like Marvin Gaye or something throughout the whole movie. It doesn't yeah. match the vibes at all. Yeah. 70s. So we've got we the ABBA. Daniels with ABBA. They'd like that. And we need a title. And I told you a title last time because it was on the Facebook post. I didn't want to tell you guys it, listeners, because it's very, it's very good. It's very punny. It is. And it works perfectly. And I forgot already. Brace for it. Yeah, that's a good one. I, that's what we have to go with. Yeah. It, a movie with this plot can have no other. <laughs> so, we've got Brace for it. Directed by the Daniels. Music by ABBA. Yeah, is ABBA still alive? <laughs> or just use how, their soundtrack? How many of them are? I don't know. I guess. I think B, B, and A are alive, but not the other <laughs> A. We could do John Bon Jovi. Fuck no, we can't. <laughs> Well, he's a cowboy, though. He ain't a cowboy. <laughs> no, Adam Driver. He's not a cowboy either. <laughs> That's the point. Um, so we've got the Daniels Abba brace for it about a man who has survived the apocalypse with adult braces. And he's on a quest to get them off. On a quest to find a dentist to get them off. And along the way, discovers... That really the braces wasn't his quest, but to find and build relationships with other people. Yes. Which ironically happens in a world where nearly everybody dies. Yeah. Yeah. And he, among these people are Zach Galifianakis, Kristen Stewart. Francis McDormand. Francis McDormand. Henry, Henry Cavill, Cavill. Who he's not really friends with. And then finally, Christopher Lloyd. Bill Murray. Bill Murray, that's right. Either one of them, really. You could write either one of them in here. And our main is Adam Driver, yeah. once again. And I think that is everything then. That is it. That's Brace for it. Woo! We hope you enjoyed our zany apocalyptic comedy. And we hope you enjoyed our cheesy schmaltzy scripts. Well, as much as we enjoyed writing them. Yeah. Um, I told Brandon this, but I already have a 35 scene outline (laughs) for Love Love is Paradise is how much I liked it. You, You sent me a Google Doc with the whole yeah. outline so yeah so we'll build on it yeah um that means next week it's your idea uh, porchy it, it, i think we might shelve porchy the pirate <laughs> for another couple of weeks maybe not though he might get the call up to the majors uh, your basketball could be or like last week i might just think of something out of the blue right on the spot yeah. okay well you will just have to wait and see typical lucas fashion typical gub gub wango fashion (laughs) gub gub wango we'll just have to see what we're gonna get to next week thanks for listening yeah and thanks for hosting mr (laughs) hoplakis and thanks for joining me mr wango you're welcome and we'll see you next week gadoosh thank you for tuning in to writer's block our spinoff series of the good the bad and the movies each friday we're gonna come up with a new movie idea of our own and create it right here on the spot If you like the show, please leave us a review on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you are listening. Also, if you have any movies you'd like us to review or your own movie ideas for Writer's Block, trademark, please follow and message us on our Facebook and Instagram pages at The Good, The Bad, The Movies. Tune in next week to hear us discuss more films. And remember, if if it's it's good good and it's bad, it's probably the movies. movies.